I believe this place is saturated with the presence of God. And I'm excited to see what he'll do today. Let's just go to the Lord in prayer today. Father, I thank you, God, that you are in this place. God, that your eyes are upon this house. Lord Jesus, we come into agreement with you today, with your will, what is in your heart to do in this place. God, we make room for you. Lord, we are on your timetable. God, what you want to do in this place. Lord, we lay down our burdens. God, we lay down the heaviness of this week and we pick up the garments of praise. God, I thank you that you fill our mouths with a shout and with praise and with joy. Lord God, I thank you, God, that you are breaking off the burdens and the heaviness of your people. And Lord, I pray that you would just pour out your blessings upon us. God, that you would just show your spirit in this place. God, we look to you and we give thanks in advance for all that you are doing here today. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on and give the Lord a shout of praise. He's worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We love you. We love you. You are Alpha and Omega. You are Alpha and Omega. You're the beginning.
on, prophesy. Your spirit lives within me, so I will walk in your peace. Your spirit lives within my victory, my victory. Yeah, your spirit lives within Jesus.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. You could be seated. Thursday night in the conference, when pastor spoke, um, I, I felt the Lord began to download a word. And I want you to know that I believe in order. So this word that I'm going to read to you, I believe we, have, we serve a God that's a God of order, correct? So I've already sent this word to pastor and I asked him to judge it. And I want to share this word with you today. The time is here for the changing. Those that have control will no longer, and you will see weak, however educated leaders lose their ability to communicate their cause with wisdom. This change will not take me long, says the Lord. It will take me rather days. It will be swift and fierce like a raging water, removing everything that acts as a dam trying to create a reservoir to prevent or redirect my plan. I say that my house shall again become a house of prayer in the United States of America as it once was when this nation was birthed. But be warned as my spirit moves from the north to the south and the east to the west, the corrupt will see they have begun to lose their footing and the tight grip they now hold on this nation. And as wolves in elaborate sheep clothing, it will appear as though they have surrendered, speaking with a forked tongue, carrying my word under their arm and holding it up high as a last effort to keep control. And their lips will move with no sound in the sink with praise God. Do not be dismayed, says the Lord, even as they hold hands with prominent church and relig religious figures on national platforms. Don't be surprised, says the Lord, did I not tell you that the time will come when leaders will not endure sound doctrine, but they would be after their own lust with itchy ears and turn from truth. But the Lord said during this change, he would begin to open up the windows of heaven and begin a double portion blessing on his people. The Lord said the wealth of the wicked that has been stored up for the just is not a removing or a redisbursement of wealth from the ungodly, but it's a wealth that was never released to them from heaven because of a decision to contribute and support efforts that stood against the very things of the Lord. This wealth was never released from heaven, rather kept and held back for this time and for those who have put value on the things of God. The Lord said it would not be great enough to just receive what was previously in their possession. As, the well, as this wealth, the eye has already seen and the ear has already heard. This will be a great reversal, but an exchange of power and wealth not be the main focus of what is seen and heard. No leader will have the ability to lay claim. No man's po uh, po political plan or agenda will be viewed. No organization or cause will be able to boast, but every person will confess Jesus is Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Let's continue um, our worship service today with our tithe and our offering. So if you can stand, we have an offering, offering declaration that we will read together. Ushers, you can go ahead and prepare to serve the people. And let's read together. Because I am a tither and a giver, the windows of heaven are open to me and God rebukes the devourer for my sake. I am blessed financially and receive a blessing that I cannot contain. I choose to sow cheerfully and bountifully, knowing I will reap bountifully. He makes me the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. The blessings of God are chasing me and overtaking me because God loves to see me prosper. I am believing him for advancements, God ideas, blessing and increases, financial freedom and breakthroughs. Amen. Thank you, Steve Huffman. He's one of our elders in our church and we receive the word of the Lord. Do we receive the word of the Lord today? Amen. I tell you what, I, that was something I'd never even considered, that when the wealth of the wicked is released to the righteous, that it's wealth that was never even released down on earth. And so, wow, that was such a revelation. Praise God. Uh, speaking of, uh, in, in that prophetic word that we just received, uh, the Lord said, my house again will be called a house of prayer. And so this Saturday morning, we will be praying right here at Cornerstone between 9 30 and 10 30 and uh, I love it when the family of God gets together to pray don't you I love it when we come into agreement and I got one person that's clapping yeah <laughs> I'm just playing. I know you do. We have got a praying church, and I love it when our family comes together and prays. I'm telling you what, the glory of God comes down in the house, and I just love it. There's power in agreement. Uh, yesterday, I preached in, uh, in Indiana, and some of our ladies came. I'm so grateful. They drove all the way up and all the way back, I guess about four hours. But the Spirit of the Lord was so rich in that place yesterday. But, but the Lord uh, yesterday just brought to my mind about how that there is power in agreement. And even when they came to Jesus, and they said, teach us to pray. See, he had fed the 5,000, he had raised the dead, he had done miracles, but the thing that they asked was, teach us to pray. There must have been something really powerful about hearing Jesus Christ pray, and they're saying, teach us how to do that. And he said, okay, this is how you pray. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. It is God's will for you and I to need each other. We need each other. I need you. I need you. You need me. We got, we're a family. Why is that? Because the word says that one can send a thousand to flight. And two can send 10,000 to flight. Man, I'm fixing to preach up in here today. Yeah. And if two touch anything on earth and agree, it shall be done. We need each other. We need each other. 
So I want to see you here this Saturday morning. It's always the first Saturday of the month from 9.30 to 10.30 and just come believing for signs and wonders and miracles. Um, so I'm so happy to see you in the house of the Lord. I hugged some folks from Kentucky. Do we have Kentucky folk in the house today? Can, can all of Kentucky stand up and let us, let us welcome Kentucky? Amen. Thank you, Kentucky, for being here. So I also met Washington State. How many Washington State folks do we have in the house? Stand up and let us welcome Washington State. Anybody else? Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. This is part of our family, and we love you. So uh, anybody? Okay, so after that, I'm lost. Where are you from? North Carolina. Stand up, North Carolina. Let us welcome you. Wow. Y'all together? You're, you're not even together. Well, all right. A people who were not a people who are now a people. Your family. Welcome to the family. We're glad you're here. Anybody else? Norway. Stand up, Norway. Let us welcome. Look at you. Welcome to Nashville. We're glad to have you. Yeah, welcome to good old Nashville, Tennessee. So I heard Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. Anybody from Georgia today, stand up and let us welcome Georgia. Amen. We're honored to have you. Now, who else? Anybody else from out of town? Colorado. Stand up, Colorado. Is it Colorado or Colorado? Colorado. we just been schooled in it. All my life I've been Colorado. So we're glad to have Colorado today. Did I hear Minnesota? Where are you? Well, welcome. Glad to have you, brother. We're honored that you would be in service with us today. Anybody else? Oh, did I hear Oregon? Stand up, Oregon. Let us welcome you. All right. Glad to have you. I heard somebody else over here. Las Vegas. Is that Nevada or Nevada? Is that Nevada or Nevada? Nevada, see? We're learning something today, friends. All right, anybody else? Ohio, stand up, Ohio. We welcome you. We're glad to have you. Anybody else from out of state? All right, I have got something so fun, something so wonderful to, uh, to introduce to you today. I just couldn't hardly wait. Yesterday, not yesterday, last Sunday, um, in the service, Pastor Kent leaned over to me and he said, when are we going to have Rebecca Lynn Howard sing Ain't No Grave Gonna Hold My Body Down Again? And I said, whenever you say... So I'm telling you today, we have Rebecca Lynn Howard. Ain't no grave. Go ahead. Oh, shame is a prison as cruel as a grave. Shame a robber and he's come to take my name oh but love is my redeemer lifting me up from the ground love is the power where my freedom song is found there ain't no grave 
If you walked out of the grave, I'm walking too. If you walked out of the grave, I'm walking too. If you walked out of the grave, I'm walking too. Oh, if you That's one of my all-time favorite songs right there. Uh, powerful, Rebecca. Thank you. Um, while you're still standing, let's just quickly go to the book of Jude. Um, we're going to read just a couple of verses out of Jude. Um, verse 20. But ye beloved. Don't you love it when God calls you Beloved. Building up yourselves on your most holy faith. Notice he doesn't say building up your faith. Faith is already complete. Building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, an eternal life of some having compassion, making a difference, and others, saved with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by flesh. Now, Holy Spirit, I ask you to anoint me, the Christ that's in me. Let Jesus preach today this word. Lord, we need this word today. Remind us. God, why you've created the church. 
set our spirits on fire today and when we walk out of this building, let our face be set like a flint towards the purpose of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Be seated. I want to preach to you today about pulling people out of the fire. At 5.30 a.m. on the morning of the 27th of January, 1903, in London, England, in Colney Hatch Lunatic Asylum for the Assane, a fire broke out that housed 320 chronic and insane patients. The fire resulted in the loss of over 50 lives. It caused numerous injuries and was responsible for the total destruction of several of the insane asylum's buildings. The Illustrated Police News went on to describe the reaction of the patients as they were attempting to rescue them. Some became excited and had to be carried out. The difficulty of persuading deranged and insane people to leave quietly was a great task. One official declared that the terror of some of the patients was heart-rendering, while others seemed to be totally oblivious of the gravity of the peril that they were in. Many of the inmates rushed aimlessly to and fro, unconsciously hindering the work that there would be rescuers, and others had completely lost a self-control that they ordinarily possessed, and they fought like their rescuers were their enemies some apparently overcome by abject terror and yet afraid that their rescuers intended to harm them, ran deliberately away from safety and crouched beneath their beds and in other places of imaginary shelters. Make no mistake that the devil has set the earth that we live on, on fire. And though you cannot see physical flames, there is a fire of hell that is loose in the earth today. And like this insane asylum, most people don't even know that they are in danger. In fact, they are so oblivious to it that you try to go to them and tell them that you're in trouble, you're in peril, and they'll fight you. The dangerous position today is that the church has forgotten what its primary purpose is, and it's only this, win the lost at any cost. It is only about soul winning. 
It is not about the elaborate facilities that we have. It is not about how many people that you can put in the building. Sadly, we have too many preachers that can fill a building, but they can't fill an altar. If you don't believe all of the Bible, then don't preach any of it. I'm sick and tired of politicians that want to extract from the Bible from Obama on some scripture taken out of context to somehow propagate their own illegal schemes when they don't believe the rest of it. It's either all true or none of it's true. And if you can't believe the whole word of the Lord, shut your mouth and quit quoting the word of God. You talk about hypocrites want to stand on one side and raise the Christian flag and on the other side they want to raise the flag of hell and tell us they're believers. Steve, you're right. We're going to see men who are already seeing that stand on the platform with Oprah Winfrey and everybody else and declare that we want peace. Listen, Jesus said this. I didn't come to bring peace. I came to divide. Why? Because souls are going to hell and God needs a church that can rescue them. We are not a private club. We're not the Lions. We're not the Moose Lodge. We're not the Masons. We're not the Illuminati. We are the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And the door is open like the Noah's Ark. And God's saying, whosoever will, let them come. The problem is you can't get people saved until you get them lost. Most of the world does not know they're going to hell. You don't hear messages on hell anymore. Half of the preachers don't believe in the Bible. Most of America does not believe that the devil is a real entity. Do not believe that there's really evil and righteousness. That there is no Jesus Christ. There is no heaven and there is no hell. If that's true, then we are in big trouble. But God has been able to sustain the church for this hour. And the Lord, hallelujah, sending out the clarion call. Is there anybody that's willing to touch the flames of hell and reach in at the peril of their own soul and say, I'm going to pull you out? It doesn't matter if they say, no, you need to get a hold of them by the power of God and snatch them out of hell. Why are we here on Saturday mornings for prayer? Because we are snatching souls out of hell. Can I tell you, this haphazard, lackadaisical approach, seeker-friendly, is the greatest thing that hell ever came up with because it gives you a form of God, but there's no power. If you're going to invade hell, it's going to take the glory and the power of God to reach them there and pull them out. Oh, there's a mandate on us. When did it become more important for our own personal gain? 
When did we get so drunk on materialism that we watch our neighbors, we watch our families, we watch our children marching to hell every day? Come on, we're marching to hell. We're marching to hell. And people don't even realize that they're getting close. Then you run to them and you try to pull them back, but they don't understand what's going on. It takes the conviction of the Holy Ghost. John Wesley spent 15 to 18 hours a day preparing, studying, preaching, traveled over a quarter of a million miles, not in a plane or a custom-built bus, but mostly on horseback, conducted 40,000 church services at the age of 85, preached to no less than five times a day, declared, I plant one foot in hell and the other one in eternity, and I'm going to snatch as many souls out of hell as I can before I die. Hallelujah. May God drop a blanket of the Spirit of the Lord upon us today. Listen, they're going to hell, and the only hope that the world has is the church. There is no answer outside of the church. Preach the word. The great commission is go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to all nations. Preach the word. How will they hear except they be a preacher? We got too many men standing in platforms. Don't want to preach. You should have been a doctor. She went into law school. You should have learned how to program computers or drive a truck. Because preaching the word, where there's a layman or on this platform, requires great preparation. And the prize. It's very expensive. A lawyer can prepare for a case to go to trial. But at the end of the day, if he loses his case, his client might spend 20 years in prison. But if we lose our case, Our client spends the rest of eternity in hell. The surgeon may slip with a knife and touch a part of the brain that renders his patient void of wisdom. And they spend 30 years with a subpar life. But if we don't wield the sword of the word of God with accuracy, 
It's not 30 years of poor life, but it's forever in hell. Can I tell you, God has put a mandate on you and me to stand in the gap and to reach into hell and get a hold of them and say, I'm pulling you out. I'm pulling you out. I'm pulling you out by the power of God. They say, but they don't want to be saved. That doesn't matter. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You got to worry none about being burned. You got to be able to pay the price and reach into the very depths of the souls of men and pull them out. Charles Spurgeon over 100 years ago said if simmer sinners are to be damned at least let them leap over our bodies to get there. And if they are to perish let it be with our arms around their knees, begging them not to go there. When's the last time you got up in the middle of the night because of the burden that was on you for the loss? We don't have anointing because we got too many singers that look at this platform. It's just a means of launching a career instead of singing for the glory of God. We got too many preachers on television that don't give a rat's rear about souls. They use their 30 minutes only to be an infomercial to sell CDs and books that don't say anything. Just candy sticks about how God will make you a millionaire and how it's, there's a shift and it's coming. God's going to raise you up and it's all about you. And the Bible said in the last days they would not be able to endure sound doctrine. They heap unto themselves teachers having itching ears. Tell me how great I am. Tell me how, how wonderful I am. Tell me I'm the best you've ever heard. Give me a record-breaking sale book. Let me make CDs. Let Everybody stand up and raise their hands when I sing. Oh, pastor, that's the best message I ever heard. It really doesn't matter where you like my message or not. What matters did the word get down in your soul and move you by the spirit of the Lord and snatch them out of hell. It could be the only thing that's standing between a soul going into eternity next week is you. How many times have we walked past somebody that was on the edge of going into the next world without Christ? And we didn't even know it because we become so dull from lack of prayer that we have no discernment. We cannot feel their cry. But if you can hear in the spirit, there's a cry coming out of this nation saying, help me, help me, help me. I'm burning. And God's saying, you can snatch them out of hell by the powers of the Lord. Jesus would cross a stormy sea. 
Because he could hear the cry that his disciples could not hear. Of a man in tombs, demon possessed, could not be contained or chained by the systems of men. Prozac didn't work. Psychology didn't work. Drugs didn't work. He was worse than ever. But one moment, hallelujah, when the master of compassion said, I will risk the storm to get to the other side. And when the demons saw him, they went to their knees. It was a beautiful deliverance because Christ reached into hell and pulled him out. Preach the word, preach the word, preach the word, because it is only the word that's going to save men. I'm tired of the wars between churches and denominations. Well, you can't have church on Sunday. It has to be on Saturday. No, it can't be on Saturday. You can't have any music in your church or you're not part of the church. No, you believe in the rapture. No, we believe in the post-trib. Listen, we don't want to worship with you because you believe in three gods and we believe in one God. And we got so much war going on with each other. Well, hell is marching fully, bringing in the lost while the church has lost its purpose. And God is saying Give me some men and women that care more about souls. Sell out or get out. There ain't any in between. We're not here to entertain you. We are here, hallelujah, to excite you and charge you to charge hell with a bucket of the blood of Jesus and pull them out of hell. Well, I don't want to get involved. Our young generation of children that are like blank computers that somebody's going to program them. And in the church today, you can't hardly get anybody to work in children's ministry. I didn't plan to go this way, but I don't apologize for it. Well, I don't want to miss the preaching. It's on tape. But you might affect a child that one day <laughs> they will say, what changed your direction? I remember a lady when I was six in Sunday school, and she taught me something that forever changed my life. Oh, God. Make us weep for the loss. Make us weep for the loss. Hallelujah. God put something on us <clears throat> that we reach now 
even people that don't want the help, they don't know they're dying. They don't know they're lost. Great churches are rare today. And I don't mean great in the sense of number or facility, but churches where you can march in and feel the presence of God. You know what's the best church? The one that you get convicted in. That's a good church. Hallelujah. You don't get to do this. Choose the church of your choice. Go to the church the Holy Ghost told you to go to. Because <clears throat> if we choose the church of our choice, I'm going to find the one that has the shortest service, allows the most sin, takes up the least offerings, cancels on a moment's notice for every whim, and then tells me I'm going to heaven and I'm going to get the same reward that Apostle Paul did. Don't work like that. You've got to be willing. Hallelujah. You know, they, there's an old saying that says, fight fire with fire. And years ago, you could see it. They still do it. Firefighters still do this. They know there's a fire coming, a forest fire. And so they're just sitting there going, I don't know what we're going to do. They start their own fire. And they burn up for a section everything that fire would have got to. And then by the time the fire gets there, it just dies out because there's nothing to burn. We need to start a fire. Hallelujah in the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> that when the enemy comes to destroy our nation, that there's nothing to burn because we've already removed it because we started our own fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, the Bible says this. He said, I am a consuming Fire. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there's a clarion word being released in the atmosphere right now. And God, you know, I, I, years ago I would have people tell me, you know, Brother Ken, I just, um, um, we, we knew you were having church, but they come up with the craziest excuses over the years. I've heard them all on why you couldn't come to church. And one day the Lord spoke to me, and he said, if they're a part of this church, and they stayed home without a reason to stay home, the word that you preach, I will require of them on judgment day. Even though they did not hear it, because they did not hear it because of choice to stay home. This book is going to judge me and you. You know why I live <clears throat> what I preach in private when nobody's around? Because the Holy Ghost is around. And Jesus is around. Hallelujah. And see, you and I, we don't answer to each other on judgment day. 
we answer to God Almighty. <clears throat> and I want, I don't want to show up empty-handed. I want my sheaves to come with me. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah, there's a lot of you that are going to bring sheaves in with you. Nancy, there's no hot telling how many girls are going to march into glory with you because of Mercy Ministries. And so many of you that have made such a commitment... There are unsung heroes in this building today. There are unsung heroes in the church. I get so many letters from people over 80 years old that say, Pastor Kent, I can't really get out of the house, but I want you to know I'm a prayer warrior, and I'm praying for the kingdom of God. And I think, oh, Lord, where would we be if it was not for the invisible remnant that have never known fame, never known fortune, but they stand in the gap and they are standing against the hordes of hell and they're drawing a line and saying you cannot cross over. If being committed costs you money, then do it. I'm not talking in terms of you giving away what you have. I'm just talking in terms of sometimes you have to turn down things. Or scale back. The devil knows your price. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and he loses his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? How many men and women are going to stand before God on judgment day, highly successful in this world, and yet stone cold broke for the currency of the world that is to come? And think that because I made it here, God understands. No, listen, God can invent money. He can create it if he want. What God is after for in Regeneration Nashville is men and women that are willing to have some scars from the burns, but we're not going to let one soul go to hell that's put in our care. You got to be willing to burn for Jesus. Hugh Latimer declared to Ridley when being burned alive at the stake for preaching the gospel. Be of good cheer, Ridley. Play the man. For we shall this day light such a candle in England as I trust by God's grace shall never be put out. We are approaching as this year ends and we step into 2023 the church is stepping into the final harvest of souls we are stepping into the field of souls what are we going to do with it Hallelujah. But for somebody that was willing to get scars on their hands from flames, you and I would not be here right now. 
somebody reached into hell to get a hold of you. Somebody, hallelujah, at great personal cost, reached into the fires of hell and latched onto you and said, I will not let you go. While we fought against the conviction and tried to bite the hand of our rescuer, but we, they did not let go. And you and I are here today because of the dedication and the sacrifice of somebody. Hallelujah. My God, I feel the spirit of the Lord. I, I, this is, I know this is going to airways around the world, but I'm telling you there is a clarion call because God is getting ready to make a final decision over who is going to be involved <clears throat> in this last move of the Lord. <clears throat> Hallelujah. And I, I, a few years ago, <clears throat> I don't know if you remember this, Steve, but we had presbytery, and at that time they prophesied over you that you would prophesy. You remember that? And I watched you stand up here today, and it moved my soul. Steve is one of our elders. He's also one of my very best friends. And I, I watched God <clears throat> move on my thought. I'm seeing the word of the Lord being fulfilled today. <clears throat> There are things in you that God's getting ready to bring forth and release. But not till he's convinced that you're sold out. And the Lord told the Israelites when they were getting ready to walk into their inheritance the night before, he said, cook the lamb. And he said, eat it all. Don't have any leftovers. Too many believers. <clears throat> I'm not a leftover person. My wife, when we go to dinner, she'll say, yeah, I'll take that home. And I'll think, on three days, I'll be throwing that away. <laughs> and in three days, four days, I'll throw it away. But there's too many believers have too much of the leftover of Christ in the cupboard of their soul. Do you feel this? My God, I'm telling you. The Lord is moving on us today in this house. <clears throat> we want God to give us our own place. Our last service outside of the miracle of the Lord, which I know he will do, is December 31st, New Year's Eve. I don't know what we're going to do, but I'm at peace. Because I know this, you can't kill what God's birthed. <clears throat> but I also tell you this, Regeneration Nashville, with the mandate of God that's on us for this region, and even around the world, we weren't God's first choice. I can name you several churches in this city that at one time ruled this city in number, facility, money, influence. And somewhere they lost their love for souls. 
And they begin to make adjustments because the crowds that begin to come, they didn't want to lose them. So we're going to be more appeasing. We don't want people to feel uncomfortable. And, and it's amazing when somebody really famous comes into the church and they're living like the devil. All of a sudden, we just forget all of our God-given standards and holiness, and we give them a blank check to live any way they want because somehow so-and-so comes to our church, makes us feel important. I don't really care who you are, how much money you've got, how many Grammys you've won. you still got to come through the cross, and you can't stand on our platform and sing if you're living for the devil. you got to be like the rest of us. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. We are not for sale. This is not a church to promote you. Jesus, it's about Jesus. It's about Jesus and nobody else. Here's what's going to shock all those churches. Everything that they compromise to keep. We're going to do that and more and still be Pentecostal, Holy Ghost filled, anointed. John Bowman's going to run. My wife's going to run. <clears throat> the hair lifts the devil, so be it. <clears throat> Hallelujah. 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 If you're here, you need to be sold out. Serve the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your might, all your strength. Get on board and give God 100%. Glory. Glory, oh, do you feel that? You know what you're feeling? The Holy Ghost is in this place. Something moving in your spirit. Now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. Fear not. Fear not. For I have redeemed thee, and I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. And when thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. And neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel. Hallelujah. And I... 
Since thou was precious in my sight and have been honorable, I have loved thee, and therefore I will give men for thee, for you, the people for thy life. Fear not, for I am with thee, and I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. I will say to the north, give up. And to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons far and bring my daughters from the ends of the earth for everyone that is called by my name. For I have created him for my glory and I have formed him, yea, I have made him. Hallelujah. Fear not, fear not, fear not. Take a chance. You say, but what if I get burned? Then God will heal you. But Paul said this, I bear in my bodies the marks of the Lord Jesus. Christ, it's time that we get some born-again people in this house that got some scars of soul with them on them and are willing to pay the price. Because you know what? You're taking your belief system with you to judgment day. I've had it up to here with Christians that want to defend homosexuality, well, you were just born that way. I want to be there when you tell that to Jesus on Judgment Day. And these Christians that are for abortion, it's appalling how many churches would not celebrate what God did on a national level when he reversed Roe versus Wade. They wouldn't even acknowledge it. So all you spineless, hypocrite Christians, if I can use that word, that want to tell me it's all right to have an abortion, it's all right to be gay, it's all right to support Black Lives Matter and hate groups, it's all right not to go to church for two and three years. I want to stand beside you when you explain that to the martyrs of, of the 11 million that died in the Inquisition at the hands of the Catholic Church and to Martus Littimer and tell me it doesn't matter how you live. Listen, you gotta be sold out. You gotta be blood bought. You gotta have no mark, no blemish, no sin in your life. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Well, if this is my last message, I'm going out with a bang. (laughs) Hallelujah. Nebuchadnezzar said unto them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, do you not serve my gods and you won't worship the golden image which I've set up? They said... O king, we're not even careful how we answer you in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. He will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. You know, I figure God's already saved me out of hell. There can't be anything worse than that. You think about where some of you been. Some of you sitting here have shot heroin in your veins. 
Some of you snorted so much coke that you could buy a brand new Bentley for the amount of money or what you've spent on cigarettes and alcohol and pornography sites. And here you are clean and beautiful and pure and full of the power of God. And look what the Lord has done for you. You're not divorced. Your husband didn't leave you. Your wife didn't leave you. Your kids didn't die. And here they are in church with you. You got the joy of the Lord. It's your strength. You're full of the power of God. The Almighty will talk to you whenever you say hello, Jesus. He's right there. He's never left you. He never forsook you. How much more do we need than what God has already done? We just need this kind of preaching. I've been really excited. I haven't been able to preach for like, seem like three, four weeks. Every time I get up to preach a prophet sign, I thought, you know, it would really be nice just to be able to actually preach. <laughs> I mean, I'm thankful for the prophetic, but it, I tell you what, it takes you to another level of faith. And, uh, but sometimes the Bible didn't say that they'll be saved with a prophet, a preacher. That's why America's in the shape that it's in. It's because the, the hell got rid of our preachers. Replaced them with educated, eloquent, motivational speakers. That write books that are on the New York Times <clears throat> best-selling lists. They don't offend anybody. They get done speaking, and I'm sitting there thinking, I have no clue what you just said. You can listen to them for a month and you still don't know what they believe. I can promise you when you leave today, you will not wonder. I wonder what Pastor Kemp thinks about that. You may not like it, but you won't wonder which side is he on. I'm on the side of the Bible. I'm on the side of Jesus. We make no apology for it. We stand for holiness, righteousness, apostolic tongue-talking, Holy Ghost-filled, dancing fools for Jesus Christ, full of the power of the Lord Jesus. We believe in the first and the last. We believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. We believe in the divine Godhead. We believe believe in divine healing. We believe in dancing. We believe in shouting. We believe making a joyful noise unto the Lord. We believe, hallelujah, of getting loose in the spirit of the Lord and letting God do what he wants to do. Yeah, ba, 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 Sunday. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God trying to shake you loose, reaching into hell and getting a hold of you. If you can't remember the last time that God's moved on you, you're backslid. You can't remember the last time the Holy Ghost got inside of you and you prayed for a solid half hour in the Holy Ghost. There's something wrong with your walk. God, hallelujah, is a raiment God and he wants to move on you on a daily basis. Said, be it known unto thee, O king, 
We're not going to serve your gods. We're not going to worship your golden image, which you have set up. Right now, especially in the United States, Satan has set up an image in this nation. And he's telling everybody, you are going to bow down to this. Or else we're going to kill you. Give it your best shot. Give it your best shot. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, you can't touch us because we got a ring of fire around us. You, the enemy can't touch you because you are standing inside of, of a blood covenant circle. So go ahead and rage and imagine a vain thing. Send out all of your taunts and all of your threats. But when the dust settles and it's all over, it's going to be me and you standing in glory. And the devil's going to be in a lake of fire with the Antichrist and the false prophet and everybody else. And we win. Don't you bow down. Snatch them out of the fires of hell. That's what we're getting ready to do. That's why God birthed this church. It's we're going to stick our arm that's fire retarded with the Holy Ghost and begin to pull them out, pull them out, pull them out. I'm tired of preaching to Christians. God fill our church up with drug addicts, unsaved, cocaine, homosexuals, depressed, sick, and defeated. And watch the Lord set them free. He got mad, said heated up seven times hotter. You know, the Israelites were in Egypt, and they called it the iron furnace. But let me remind you about the iron furnace. They all died in the Red Sea. And Israel possessed Canaan land. So no matter what you call it, no matter how hot you make it. In fact, in this story, the guys that threw him in died from the heat. And the king said, throw him in. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego fell down bound in the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. And then Nebuchadnezzar, he was astonished. He said, did we not cast three men into the midst of the fire bound? They said, true. He said, then how come I see four? Walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And I don't know how you knew this, because I'm pretty sure you hadn't seen him. He said, the fourth is like the Son of God. <clears throat> And he came near to the furnace and he said, hey, guys, servants of the Most High, you want to come out? <laughs> and they came out and their bodies, the fire had no power. There wasn't a hair of their head singed. Their coats weren't burned. They didn't even smell like fire. And then the same guy that tried to kill them said, oh, blessed be the God 
of Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego has sent his angel and delivered them that trusted in him, and they've changed the king's word. Because they did not yield their bodies, so they would not worship any god except their own. He said, I'm going to make a new law. He said, from now on, everybody living and breathing under my rulership is going to honor their God. This is what we're getting ready to see. God is getting ready to put us in the fire to pull people out. And the only way that you won't perish is if you are solely committed to the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you are lukewarm, you will be on fire. May we, hallelujah, light up this dark world. Burning for the glory of the Lord. How many times has history recorded that the power of God would be so strong in a building that neighbors would see fire running up and down the roof where the ridge cap was and call the fire department because they thought the building was burning down. I will end with this. When Jesus said, it is finished, And he shed his blood. And it dripped into the dusty earth. And his physical body gave up the ghost. When the curse of sin was broken, what did Jesus do? Headed to hell. to snatch out of the fire those that the enemy said belong to me. And oh, it must have been something that when Jesus got to the gate and the devil said, you can't come in here. He says, watch me. I got the keys to death, hell, and the grave. And he walked in And he began to snatch them. Come here, Isaiah. Hallelujah. Come here, Abraham. And the last Adam walked over to the first Adam. Who felt like Paul. I'm not even worthy to be in in this. Truly, I'm sure Adam felt like he'll leave me. Jesus walked over there, got a hold of the first Adam, said, come here. I'm leaving you. And I can't prove it, but it's very possible that the last Adam and the first Adam walked out shoulder to shoulder with the rest of them behind him. Hallelujah. And he came back up out of the earth, triumphant. By the power of God. 
And that day, Jesus snatched every soul out of hell that believed in him. America is full of men and women that believe in Jesus. They don't believe in the church. There, nobody watches Christian television except Christians. I want to be on CBS. Seven o'clock Wednesday night and replay this message. I hear God saying, I need you. Because Jesus isn't coming back to snatch people out of hell. You are. What kind of price are you willing to pay to keep somebody from going to hell? Stand with me. Now, I want you to close your eyes for a moment because I can sense in the Spirit the Holy Ghost is talking to you. And there's adjustments being made in you right now. And the first of all, here's one thing I want to be clear. This is not about money. Too many people think that if I give a supernatural offering, then it excludes me from obedience. Keep your money. Give him your heart. The prophetic word of the Lord today was there is wealth to be released. It's never yet been released. So it's not God doesn't need your money. He needs you. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you right now about your life? And as the Lord is speaking to you in this moment, if you're willing to tell Jesus, there is no price too high to pay for me to be a soul winner, then by your act of coming to this altar and standing here today, you are telling the Lord, I'm giving you the reins of my life. And however you can use me, that's my altar call right there. So when you're ready to come, you can come. (laughs) Hallelujah. Jesus needs you. There are some people that will never, ever be reached except by you. I don't want to stand on judgment day and God say, see that person right there? They went to hell because I needed you. And you weren't available. Oh, God. Hallelujah. I really didn't know how to preach this message. I just knew the Lord said, take off and he would finish it. You are valuable to the Lord. He's not here to condemn you. He's here to call you to another level. 
you're going to come into a place of such joy and fulfillment over these next few weeks that you never dreamed possible. And then the Lord's going to say, because you sought first my kingdom and my righteousness. Now all of the other things that were important to you, I'll just give them to you. deep waters right now there's deep waters running right now hallelujah you can lift up your voice you can cry I don't care what you do but there needs to be a response to the spirit of the Lord today it's not complicated with God it's everything or nothing if you can't give him everything then God says keep everything that you got I want to share this with you because this is a true story there was a I think he was a Christian and the Lord came to him in a dream I believe it was and he said I need the keys to your life and to your heart and when he looked he, he said I had a big ring of keys to everything in my life and I said okay Lord he said I'm giving them my whole ring of keys put him in the hand of the Lord and Jesus looked at him and he said but what about that one little key that you've got deep down in your pocket he said oh Lord he said that's insignificant that's just a little tiny room the Lord handed me back that big ring of keys he said if I can't have that one keep the rest of them how many of us have one little area of our life that the Holy Spirit over the years has been after and we say God I surrender all and what he wants is that the part that's most important Jasmine can you sing I surrender all <clears throat> What this service is about is God is preparing this church for what's getting ready to come in. He's getting our attention. What I love about my wife is so winning is what drives her. So winning. That's what started the bridge was so winning. But there are many of you that have the same heart. Let's pull Nashville out of the fire to all of my online members around the world that are listening pull them out of the fire say Pastor Ken I can't get in your building doesn't matter God is omniscious he's omnipresent all to Jesus 
here's, here's something I believe is going to happen to all of you. Even though <clears throat> we'll end this service soon, the Spirit of God is going to continue to talk to you. This is going to last all day. I believe it's going to last into the evening. I believe for some of you it's going to go into the night. But there is an abiding presence of the Lord. Hallelujah, that's going to go home with you. It's been so long since America's heard messages about commitment, sold out, faithfulness, serving the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, holiness. That it's a new message for many. This is why Jesus died. That you and I could live like he lives. Looks like he looks. Walk back into hell and get the people that we love. Can you hear the cry that Jesus heard from across the Sea of Galilee? we become so numb with success that we can't hear the cry of the lost. Go ahead. I've got Jesus. How could I want more? Say I'm undone. I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord. I'm restored Could I want more? Oh, yeah. Come on and lift your hands and say. There's two of you. I need you to quickly come to the side. So we can get you up on the platform. We'll pray for you. God will heal you and you can go home well. I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. I'm undone by the
pancreatic cancer. Amen. Want to live though, right? <clears throat> Amen. This ain't nothing for the Lord. We watch the Lord do this every week. Hallelujah. Amen. You're watching, huh? This is your day. Amen. You believe the Lord's going to heal you of stage four pancreatic cancer right now? Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> oh, I thank you, Lord. Sunday. In the name of the Lord, according to the word of God, I cast this demon of cancer out of your pancreas. And daughter, from this day on, I name you healed according to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Said, oh, come out of her in the name of the Lord. Come out. Hallelujah. You foul demon of death. You foul demon of cancer. I cast you out of Barbara's body. Now, Lord, we name her healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 myeloma which is your blood right what's your name her name is tammy she's yeah. from here in tennessee all right cancer multiple don't myeloma. you hate cancer <laughs> amen amen praise god lord i thank you that just the touch of the master's hands lord it's not me but jesus you're full in me now i release the greater works than these shall you do, says the Lord. God, I release them into her body. That all in the name of the Lord, you demon of cancer, come out of her body. In Jesus' name, melanoma cancer. Hallelujah. That all from this moment on, in the name of the Lord, God, we just praise you. That, Lord, she's going to live and not die. That's what the Word says. God, we stand on the Word. We come into agreement with the Word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Jesus. 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 Shayamama Sunday. In the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Pastor, this is Wendy. She is from Lima, Ohio, and she has stage four breast cancer. Her name is Wendy from Ohio. Amen. I'm good, dear. Amen. Well, well, let's just have God heal you today. How old are you? 69. 69. Well, me and you are about the same age. So we got lots of life ahead of us, don't we? Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Now, Lord, I thank you. Hayababa Sunday, Jesus' name. Yayababa Kosodoria Sunday. I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord. I restore and made right. He got a hold of my life. I've got Jesus. I could have Pastor, this is Dale Ann Ross. This is her mother that you just prayed for. And she is here. She has a heart condition, and she came believing God. Dale Ann, is that right? Dale Ann. Amen. 
God, he made your heart, so hallelujah. Dylan, in the name of the Lord, I loose the absolute power of God in your heart, in every artery, every muscle, every valve, every chamber, every blood vessel. God, a new heart. Lord, you said I'll take the heart of stone now and I'll put it in a heart of flesh. Now, Lord, according to your word, that God, from this moment on, she will never have any heart condition again. God, give her an athlete's heart. In the name of the Lord, we call it done in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. preached under conviction today I know that I was and I just believe that we ought to give somebody an opportunity to be snatched out of the fire today we can't we can't, we came in this service without giving somebody an opportunity to receive Jesus and the first thing I want you to know is that Jesus loves you for God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son and the Lord brought you here today the Lord caused you to tune in today to receive the word of the Lord to receive salvation today is the day of salvation and I want every head bowed and every eye closed and nobody looking around for a moment if this is you if you know that you're not living right if you know that you are not where you should be with Christ and you want to give your heart to Jesus today is the perfect day to do that 
that. Just slip your hand up and slip it back down wherever you are and let me see. Yes, I'm I see. Anybody else today? Jesus loves you. Anybody else? Come on, I know in a church this size, there's more than one. Just slip your hand up and let me see. Jesus loves you. Online, we're going to pray this prayer. I want everyone in this room to pray this prayer, front to back and side to side. Even if you're a Christian, even if you're a believer, and the Lord has shown a spotlight on that one key, on that one thing that you've held back, let's pray together, everybody. Father, I come to you. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I confess that I'm a sinner and I believe that Jesus Christ died on a cross and he rose again that I could have eternal life. So Lord, would you come into my heart? Would you forgive me of my sin? Would you wash me in the blood of Jesus? Lord, I surrender my life to you in Jesus name why don't you give Jesus Christ the greatest the greatest the greatest hand clap don't you love him church God is good hallelujah hallelujah I want Pastor Kent to just pray a blessing over you today just seal the good word that we've received well, I know I <clears throat> preached to you under conviction so uh, I don't want to leave you there um, I remember old pastor told me, he said, as he used to love just, you know, preaching boy at heart and just preaching people in the honorees. And an old guy told me, he said, never do that unless you can also give him an answer on how to get out of it. And so this is a great church. And there's a difference between conviction and condemnation. There is no condemnation in this house today. We're just being challenged to come up to a higher level. So put your hand on your heart. Now, Lord, as the shepherd of this house, God, I thank you for the sheep of this pasture. And I pray the peace of God would just surround them. And, Lord, that you would give them the assurance of whatever you're asking of them that you will give them the strength to do it and that God you will not leave them in a desolate place God obedience always brings promotion so Lord as we leave here today let us leave encouraged but challenged and more in love with you but God I'm asking you to put a love for souls increase it so much more than what we have we thank you that you love us enough to challenge us in jesus name amen amen i love you god bless you pastor yeah, the, yeah don't don't anybody leave just a minute would you just stand right over here with with your wife just and <clears throat> i'm going to tell you one of the hardest things to do is what i'm getting ready to do and that is to honor this pastor, these pastors, Pastor Kent, Pastor Candy, and the reason I said it's hard is because they're too busy honoring everybody else. And they just won't hardly let us do it at all. Uh, but it is Pastor Appreciation Month. Come on. Yeah, yeah, that's, oh, that's good. That's good. 
I, and honestly, we have been covenant friends for over 30 years. Well, I want to say this over the airwaves. I want to shout it in Nashville. This couple has walked in integrity. They have carried the gospel. They love people from the lowest point to the highest point and every one in between. I was, uh, I, I want to read something to you guys. I, I knew I needed to, I wish I would have written this. Eugene Peterson, who's a fair writer. I was reading a book on the prophet Jeremiah. And as I was reading this, how many of you ever read something you thought, well, you know what? I may be able to share that one day. And as I read it, this is exactly what I thought. I thought about Pastor Kent and Pastor Candy. This is a prophetic couple. It really is. They really are. See what you guys think as I read this. A prophet is obsessed with God. God is as real to a prophet as his next door neighbor. The work of the prophet is to call people to live well and to live rightly. But it's more than a call to say something. It is a call to live out the message. You all live out the message. The prophet, the prophet must be what he or she says. Nobody tells people they love them more than Pastor Candy. The person as well as the message of the prophet challenges us to live up to our creation, to live into our salvation, to become all that God designed us to be every Sunday. I said every Sunday. I said every Sunday. Every prayer meeting. Come on. Every worship. Come on. And we have a little something to say we really do love you. And I'm telling you, handshakes, handshakes and claps are a good thing, but you can't, you can't buy a meal with it. That's right. That's right. I'm going to just say this real quickly. I, after almost 45 years of ministry, I categorize people into one or two categories. Real simple. There's pumpers and there's poppers. Popper. A pumper is that one that you just, they're, they're there saying, yay, go, go, go. The poppers got their pen out waiting to get to you. Why don't we all be pumpers this week? I think there's going to be an address on the screen. You know, a card that says we love you. I know we've clapped and we've done all that. But maybe just say, in lieu of the negative stuff, let's way outweigh that in expressing our love. Can we do that this week? All right. So stretch your hands toward these two. 
Father, we just thank you today that we are honored. In fact, we declare double honor on this couple, these pastors that you've called for such a time as this to bring a word into our lives that we would hear what the Spirit is saying as you preach through them and demonstrate through them by the power of the Holy Spirit. So Lord, we just pray right now that that circle of protection around them, the enemy cannot get to them physically, emotionally, financially, in any way. But Lord, we just pray right now, right now around them, we bind together and we declare it over them and their families, their children, their grandchildren. And we say thank you, Lord, for your servants to this house, Regeneration Nashville. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. For more information about KCM International or Regeneration Nashville, go to KentChristmas.org or RegenerationNashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.